right, here we go. Today's daf is daf tzadi. Hey, page ninety-five. The hilchim maseches above a comma and perikah goizel eitzim. And we pick up on the bottom of tzadi dalit on bez with vahashto the Omar Reb Nachman. All right, vahashto is two lines from the bottom of tzadi dalit on bez. Third to last word says the Gemara to wrap up this sugya vahashto Omar Reb Nachman. Bishain gezela kayames. The discussion is when did the rabbanon make their gezera? Of Takanas Hashavim. Again, what's Takanas Hashavim? The Rabbana made a decree in order to make it easier for people to do tshuva that if you steal something and then you make a change in it, so you pay the value, you don't have to give back the actual, uh, the actual item. Okay? The value, the value of what you stole. The value of what you stole. You don't have to give back the actual item. Now, Rav Nachman says that the, the decree of Takanas uh, I'm sorry, yeah, the decree was only when it's no longer around. That was Rav Nachman's Chiddush. If you're going to say like that, you can even say both prices are after the Takana, that seemed to be a contradiction. One price is dealing with, right? One price says you have to return it, one price says you don't. So one, either, it's whether or not you have it to return it. Says the Gemara, the problem was, that the the case of the the case that uh, we mentioned in the times of Rebbe, in the in the times of Rebbe was he said you can even have to give the your belt. So says in that case, the stolen object is around, and we're still telling the Ganev that he doesn't have to give back the belt which is there. So you must, it must be that the decree of Takana Sashovim was made even when it is around. Because we're letting the guy hold on to the belt. Says, no, my avnate the my avnate. We don't mean he literally had the belt, he had the value of the belt. Says, one second. Whenever you have the, the, the article, you don't need to return it. When it comes to the marish, the well-known case that we mentioned, which is the support beam that you stole and built into your house. And if you want to return the support beam, guess what? That whole house is getting dismantled. The, the support beam of the house, the gzela kayamasi, the item is here. Don't tell me you have to return the item if it's around, because what's a marish? A cross beam that's in a home. So of course it's here. And we, tonight we still said, Allah marish agolosh If you take a big beam and you build it into your home, she'i told domov, you just pay the value. You don't give back the actual item. So takanasashavim, the decree of paying back value, not the item. Is whether or not you have it. Does it matter? Shani Hasam to keep the say the Debira, Shavir Incredible Chiddush. And this wraps up the Sugya, which is by taking down a crossbeam, it's considered as if it's not even here. You stole a crossbeam and put it into your home, guess what? It's it's like there's no there's no uh, crossbeam in existence. Huh? You made a shinoy in it, but because the crossbeam loses its identity in the whole house, and it's so supportive of the whole house, it's as if it's no longer in existence. Hence, you're allowed to, uh, you're allowed to hold on to it. Now, we're coming out at the end of this sugya. Of course you pay for it, yeah. We're coming out at the end of this sugya, end of this, uh, this topic, that the takana sashavim, the takana sashavim that, that we're enacting, that you don't have to return the object, you only have to return the value, is when... The object is not accessible to us. 
If the object is accessible to the Ganav, he has to return the item, uh, the item that he stole. Next Gemara, back to our Mishnah. If I stole a cow that was pregnant, and it has a baby, the Yolda, the Chulu. Okay, so what do I have to return? If I steal a pregnant cow, it says the Mishnah, you got to pay back the value of a pregnant cow. You got to get back the value of a pregnant cow. Tonu, Rabban, the rabbis learn, so should we, Agaiz, or Rachel, somebody steals a sheep. And shears it. Part of the old, they steal a cow and it gives birth. You pay for the full value of it with the shearings and the baby. You give it back to the person who you stole it from. In the same way that you took it. Okay? So, what does this mean? is Whatever you have, that's what you give back. If you have the cow, you give back the cow. If you have the sheep, you give back the sheep. Now this seems to imply that the wool that was on the sheep, you can keep. According to Rabbi Yehuda. Again, let's repeat. We're not done yet in the opinions. But a guy steals a pregnant cow or a sheep laden with wool on it. And then the cow gives birth. Or you give the sheep a haircut. Allah is, according to Rabbi Meir, you give everything back. The cow, the baby, the sheep, the wool. According to Rabbi Yehuda, you just give back the sheep, however it is now, and the cow, however it is now. Well, I stole a cow. Before it had a baby, now it didn't. But I, 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 all I need to do is give you back the cow. All I need to do is give you back the cow. Well, the baby was in the cow when I stole it. So, so give back the baby? What, the Ganav gets it? Who gets the baby? Okay. So we're going to have Machlekes about it. Rav Meir says you give it back. Rav Yudah says you can hold on to it, you just pay the value. I'm just trying to understand what's logic and what's logic. Okay, we'll get into it. We'll get into the Svaras of the Machlekes. What's, what's each one arguing about? Rabbi Shimon... But what does the shearing have to do with it? You said that if, you, if, the, ba- if the cow had... If the lamb had... Wool on it. Yeah. No, 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 no. Okay, let's pause. Either, two cases. Either I stole a pregnant cow, or I stole a sheep with wool on it. Two separate things. The sheep's not pregnant. Okay. So according to Rav Meir, if you stole a pregnant cow, you give back the cow with the baby. If you stole a sheep of wool, you give back the sheep and the wool, even though you gave it a haircut. Rabbi Yehuda says you just give back the cow. And you give back the sheep. What about the baby that was in the cow? What about the wool? You just give its value. But you can hold on to it. You, but, oh, but you have to give Yeah, because you took that value from the guy. Yeah, but you can hold on to that item. It's not like you're allowed to hold on to that item according to Rabbi Yehuda. But yeah, you're going to have to give back the value. Because you stole a pregnant cow that's more valuable than stomach cow. The whole question is the matter of how you pay a man. Excellent. Excellent. Uh-huh. 
Rabbi Shimon, I mean, Rabbi Shimon says, right now, Sakilu Yishuma Etzlai Bekezev. Rabbi Shimon says, eh, you, you view it as if it's Shuma Etzlai Bekezev. What does it mean, as if it's Shuma Etzlai Bekezev? Says the Gemara, I'll explain. Um, it's, uh, it's all value. Don't worry about the product. It's all about the value. Okay? Meaning, whatever value you stole, that's the value you give back. You both have scratch searching for information. Let's get into the kishkas of this, as Rabiel wanted to do. My time with Rav Meir, what's the logic of Rav Meir? That you give back the cow with the baby, the sheep with the wool. He holds that change doesn't make you an owner. It still always belongs to the original owner. That's one approach to it, right? You could say that's one reason. And therefore, it's still the original owner. So you give everything back. Or maybe, maybe Rav Meir in general holds that a change does give you an acquisition. But over here... Knasu, who it's a fine, it's a knas, tikakonis, that the chamim are, uh, are putting upon him, so that you don't gain from stealing. The Mainaf Kamina, who cares what the logic is, whether it's because Shinoi Kaina or it's a knas, the Mainaf Kamina, Lehecha de Kachsha Misha. The Nafkamina is going to be if it goes down in value. Beautiful. According to Rav Meir, let's say the cow went down in value. Okay, that's right. If it went down in value, according to Rav Meir, that if we're going to say the reason is that change didn't acquire it, so even the depreciation, the loss of value, is going to be swallowed up by the original owner. Because I could just say, this is yours. Everything is, everything is right in front of you. But if the reason is that it's a, uh, that it's a knas, well, if it goes down in value, I should still have to pay the full value of what I stole. The Chacham are still going to knas you. They're still going to fine you to give back the value of whatever you stole. And if at the time that you stole it, it had a higher value, that's what you got to give back. So that's going to be the nafkamina, whether I'm paying it, whether the logic is shino in a kaina, or whether it's coming as a knas. So says the Gemara. Toshma. Shuma Etzloi. Toshma, come and listen. Let's try to prove Rameir's logic. Let's say you steal an animal and the animal gets old. Okay? So you're doing tshuva 10 years later. The animal was 1 years old, now it's 11 years old. Avadim, you, you steal a slave, and now it's 40 years later. Mishalim kishasak zela. You have to pay back whatever you stole from its value at the time that you stole it. Rameir says... When it comes to a servant, even if the servant is older, you don't have to pay any change in value. You could just give the property back the way it is. There's no change in price. It seems that a mayor holds that a behemoth you pay back and if you're going to tell me the logic for a mayor is that you don't, you never make an acquisition, I feel even by an animal as well. The ganav should be able to say, what's, what's yours in front of you? But we don't allow, we only allow you to say it by the Evid. Rameir holds, Shinoi is kaina, it does give you an acquisition, hence it belongs to the thief, and since it belongs to the thief, the, if there's a depreciation in value, the thief has to make it up, like it was worth 40 years prior. And the reason why we're knasing you, Lemaisa, is only because of a knas. We have a proof that the logic for a mayor, that you pay kishasak zela, you, you pay at the time of the, of the theft, 
is because it's a knas. Says Gemara, no. Amri, they said, Rav Meir, Ledebrechem, Drabonak, Amri, Rav Meir is not going in his opinion. He's, he's kind of representing the countering opinion. He's representing the opinion of the Chacham, which means, he says like this, Lididi, says Rav Meir, possibly. According to me, change doesn't give the thief an acquisition. And therefore, even if you steal an animal, and then it goes down in value, since it never became yours, it always belonged to the owner, you could give back the weaker animal. You don't need to make up the difference in price. That's my opinion, says Rav Meir. Again, a thief does not acquire no matter what. And if the animal was worth $800 and it was one years old, and now it's worth $300 when it's 11 years old, just give back the animal. It doesn't make a difference that it went down 500 bucks. You know why? Because it stayed the owners the whole time. It never became the thief's. However, but according to you, according to you, they say that Shina is kind of, at least admit to me, by slaves, which is considered real estate, you can't steal real estate. There's really no such thing as acquiring real estate through theft. And therefore, by a slave as well, it's not yours. A servant is like metaltalin. In some ways, it could be like real estate. But over here, it's like movable property because it does depreciate in value as it gets older. And therefore, bottom line is, says the Gemara, there's no proof as to the opinion of Rav Meir because Rav Meir may, may very well be, be just explaining the opinion of the Chachamim. He's not stating his own opinion. So we're back to our question. And again, what is our question? According to Rav Meir, that if you steal a pregnant cow or a sheep full of wool and it gives birth or you shear it, you got to give the item back. Is it because... Of Shinoi Enai Kaina, or is it because of Knas? We still do not know. Let's try to answer it from here. It says the Gemara Toshma, come and listen. First word on the line, about a little more than halfway down. Incredible. This is very common. You go to a store, you want a product enhanced. You go to Home Depot and you order a certain color paint, certain shade of paint. You come to pick it up. The wrong shade of paint. They gave the wrong color. Says the Bryce, I give you wool to dye red, and the guy dyes it black. He messes it up. Shachor, I ask him to dye it black. It's Adam, and he ends up dyeing it red. Ramir says, nice and light made samurai. You the the dyer has to pay the uh, owner of the wool the value of the wool. Okay? This is interesting. So I, I walk into Home Depot with $50 worth of wool. And I tell Home Depot, please dye it black. And they say, sure, come back in a few hours. I come back in a few hours and it is red. I say, look at what I wrote. I wrote down black. You dyed it red. So not only do I not have to pay you, but you owe me for my wool. Now, how much, do you owe, how much do you owe me for wool? So says Rev Mayer, the original value of the wool. I, I, uh, Home Depot cannot say to me, listen, you walked in with $50 of wool. You're walking out with a $70 wool because now it's red. So we're only going to pay you $30. So you wanted it black. I know I messed it up, says Home Depot. But all we're willing to compensate you for is all I want to compensate you for is less because, because we enhance the value of the wool. You're saying because the red is more valuable. Than plain. Huh? Even if it's not the color you wanted, 
you now have more value than you had before. So maybe we should deduct that from the amount that Home Depot has to pay you. Says Rev Mayor, no. Home Depot cannot say that. They have to give back the, they're obligated to pay you for the full value of the wool. Huh? They just sell it for 80 bucks and give them the 50. They can sell it. I mean, hold on to it, sell it. Okay. But they want to pay them less because they enhanced this wool. Now, Demade Samurai in, they want to pay him less than 50 bucks because they're telling him that we raised the value of the wool with our dye. And since on the market you can make $70 off this wool now, we don't want to, we don't want to pay you the full 50. We only caused you uh, $30 in damage. Why not? They just sell a thing for They don't want to hold on to it. They don't sell wool, they dye wool. This is a dying store. Okay, but that's not the, that's not what they do. That's not what they do. You know that joke with the chick with the what's it joke with the chicken? He goes into a hardware store. Well, it's an old joke, old joke. Guy, the chicken walks into a hardware store. He says, uh, he says, you have any quack? You have any carrots? Any carrots? So the hardware store owner says, no, we, this is a hardware store. We don't sell carrots. Okay, the chicken walks out. Chicken walks back in an hour later. Says quack. You have any? Says quack. Yeah. You have any carrots? The guy says no. Uh, I don't know what you're doing. Okay. Walks out. Comes back in. Quack. You have any carrots? The store owner's like, listen, it's a hardware store. Don't come back. If you come back one more time, I'm gonna nail your beak to the floor. All right? You're getting annoying. An hour later, chicken walks in. Quack. Got any nails? He says, no. We're out. Got any carrots? <laughs> All right. Yeah, I don't know. Home Depot says, crack, we don't, we don't sell wool. We just dye wool. I don't, we're not doing this. We're not in this business. We're dying stuff. We're dying stuff. So they want to pay less. They said, we didn't cause you 50 bucks in damage because you go sell it. You go make more money. So let's see. Let's see. So we've been, Lamai says, Mash on the Bray said, Demate Samrayim, you pay the value of the wool, Demate Samray Bishiv Chalayb, you don't pay for the value and the improvement. You're going to say that a mayor holds that change, does not give you any sort of acquisition. The dyer should have to give the owner of the wool the value of both the wool and its improvement. Says the Gemara, bottom line is, that the reason why Rav Meir says that you give when you steal a pregnant cow, let's just bring this full circle, where Rav Meir holds when you steal a pregnant cow and it gives birth, or you steal a wool full of sheep and you shear it, that you got to give everything back. Is it because Shinoi Kaina or is it because of a knas? Says the Gemara, Rav Meir holds Shinoi. Uh, is it because you hold Shinoi Enoi Kaina that you never acquired it? Says the Gemara, no, Rav Meir holds Shinoi is Kaina. And over here, it is just a, it's a knas that the, the gun of the thief has to return everything back. I mean, let's just learn a little, bit, a little bit differently. Sheena kind of means that, that because it changed the nature of the item. The thief now owns it. So you own it. The thief will now own it, yeah. right? If you hold shinoi enoi kaina, it always remains in the domain of the original owner. And therefore, technically... Right. Let's just talk about a pregnant cow for a moment. 
Yeah, that, that's what happened originally. So Shina couldn't mean that he's in his possession, is that what it means? Yeah, and therefore the thief owns the cow and the baby. And what does he say? How do you pay back? Just value. Just value, because the item is now yours. Okay. But if you hold Shinoi Enoi Kaina, then the item always is remaining in the domain of the original owner. Owner. So therefore, and therefore, if let's say it depreciates in value. True, true. But if it depreciates in value, the thief could say to the original owner, here's your stuff. If she in a kinda, so that even if it goes down in value, the, the thief is not responsible if it loses value. That's going to be the nafkamina. That, that'll be the difference whether or not the thief is considered to own it or, or the guy who he stole it from is the owner. Ikdamda was learned a little bit differently. That there was never a question to us about whether or not she knew. Since Rabbi switched around the opinions and he said, Gazal behemah vizkino, if you're still an animal and it got older, Avadna vizkino, you're still a servant and gets older. Mishalim Kishas Exeli, you always pay at the time of damage. Divir of Meir, this is the opinion of Rabbi Meir. So you always pay Kishas Exeli, which means you don't require it. By the avadim, the ganav could say to the owner, even if it's the, even if the ganav is is uh, sixty years older now, you could say According to Rav Meir, clearly shinoi is kaina. And the reason why the ganav has to give it all back is because Rav Meir says it's a knas. Where's there a shaila? The following place. When do we place a fine? So here's an interesting zach. According to Gadamri, everybody agrees that the sages institute a knas to make sure that there's proper restitution. The question is where? Kika kanis b'mezid. Where will we find the ganav when he steals b'mezid, when he steals on purpose? Okay, he stole it on purpose. Avol b'shaygeg loikanis. But if a guy stole b'shaygeg, okay, then it's, uh, we're not going to knas him. We're not going to knas him. I don't, or perhaps if he was like Nami Kanas, even Bishaygig, we will knas. Now let's give an example. Somebody got one of some of you might ask, how do you steal Bishaygig? How do you steal by mistake? Okay. How about in this case of the pregnant cow? Right, the pregnant cow were the sheep with, with wool. Okay, you could mix it up with your cow. It's a good example. Another example could be if you purchase a pregnant cow from somebody and it turns out that it was stolen. That could be another option. But yeah, your option, your, either way. No, it's not. Why? I don't think so. It's more likely to buy something that was stolen than to... But sometimes you, people take... Uh, it's, it, maybe I mean People switch coats And show all the time I'm sure it wouldn't be So I, I'm not in the cow market A pregnant cow market Specifically Or sheep with wool But Kenzine you know, I don't know To me a cow's a cow A sheep's a sheep I, I wouldn't know one for, I wouldn't know one From the next But I hear Huh That's right I didn't grow up in Texas I didn't grow up in Texas I didn't grow up anywhere But uh, it's not in Texas so, but, but uh, the Gemara here wants to say, maybe the Shaila is whether or not you stole intentionally or not. So the Gemara says, so what taka would be the Allah? Is it come and listen, Hamisha Gaivin men There are five um, times where you need to pay 
only from mechurarin, which is available properties. Okay. If I'm if I could claim from you fruits of a field or the shvach peres, the enhancement of the fruits. Or I marry a woman and I say, I'll I'll feed my your I'll feed my stepchildren. I tell the woman, not only am I gonna fulfill my ksuba to you and give you food and 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 all the uh, biblical responsibilities that I have, but I'll even support your son and your daughter. Now, you have no obligation to do that, by the way. You marry a woman who has children, you're obligated to take care of her. You don't have to take care of her pre-existing kids. But a person accepts upon himself to do that. Okay? So he says, I'll, I'll support the stepchildren. Now, um, if let's say he's not paying up, let's say he's not feeding the kids, or let's say he dies, and we need his estate to take care of the kids. So the halacha is that the children can only collect from things that are currently in their stepfather's estate. They can't, it's not like they have a strong enough lien on it that they can go back to any previous buyers and start collecting what, what he owes them. And also, the get chayv she'im bayachrayis. So if somebody wants to, uh, if somebody has a get chayv, any sort of documentation, which it doesn't have written in that there's a lien on any sort of property. Okay? Uh, same thing with the Ksuvas Isha. And who's of the opinion who says that it's a, that a Achrayas, uh, um, if it's written into a document, is not considered a Toy Cipher? That's Rav Meir, Uktani Peris, Shvach Peris. And it says. That if even the produce or the value of the produce, what does it mean the value of the produce? We'll just we'll bring this question full circle in a moment. Where do you get the gain of the produce? If somebody steals a field of his friend who he sold to a third party, now it goes up from $10,000 to $100,000. And now the, uh, the Bezdin says the field has to go back because there was a lien on it. And the halacha uh, the is when the buyer wants to collect what he now loses, because notice what just happened. I sell my field for $10,000 to somebody that had a lien on it. Two years later, that field, that guy took the field and made it worth $100,000. There was a pre-existing lien on the field. So somebody else is going to go take that field. The problem is that the field has all that value. So the buyer is taking a big loss. First of all, he paid me $10,000 and he enhanced the value. Okay? So he's going to come back now. And since he lost the field that he put the gains into because there was a lien on it, he could demand payment in front of Besden from the, uh, from the guy that sold it to him. Okay? Listen to this. Top He's allowed to collect the keren, the principal amount from the nechasim mishubadim. So he's got what happens going to be like this. Again, Shimon. We're going to give names. Shimon had bought the field for ten thousand, put money into it, and made it a hundred thousand. Then the field was taken away. So Shimon's going to come back to Ruvain to get his money back. He, the first $10,000 he could collect from Nechosim Mishubadim. He could collect from, it's like a strong lien 
on, on property. But the $90,000 that he put into the field, that he could only collect from B'nai Chayr, from properties that, uh, that weren't sold. The also Bal Arav, Shakal Arav, Now, if the original owner land comes and takes everything, so he's not allowed to do that. My love, Ba'ama Aretz. So, if let's say the buyer is coming to collect everything, coming to collect everything, I have a field. Yeah. I, I bought a field. Who are you, Ruven Shimon? Let's say Yaakov so, uh, had a field, Ruvain stole it, sold it to Shimon, and Shimon paid him $10,000 and then put 90000 improvements. Yaakov then goes and takes his field back. So Shimon... Well, how did he get the field back? Well, he walks over to Shimon. He says, Shimon, I'm sorry to tell you, the field that you bought is mine. <laughs> Ruvain, uh, Ruvain stole it from me. This is my field. Shimon's like, okay, sorry. You know, I mean, I didn't know. Yeah, so Bezdom will say that the field goes back to Yaakov. It's Yaakov's field. So now Shimon's going to go to Ruvain's property. Shimon's going to Ruvain's property and collect compensation. So the first $10,000 he could collect from Nechassim Meshubadim. Um, you could take from uh, properties, even properties that have liens on them. You could go take that. The other $90,000 you could only collect from Bnei Chayrin. Any, which is any currently available property that the Ganav has, that Ruvain the Ganav has. Okay, you know, it's the first 10,000, you go walk over to, to any other property that Ruvain sold for real, not property that he stole and sold, but sold, and you can say, listen, I, I have rights to this. But the money that you put in on the field on your own accord, that you lost because Ruvain didn't tell you about it, you could only take from property that, Ru, that the robber currently has, that the thief uh, currently has. Says the Gemara, my lava amaretz. Let's assume we're dealing with Shimon who doesn't really know his beans. He's an amaretz. He's not aware that there's actually a whole sugya about whether or not land could be stolen. It's a whole shiloh whether you could even say land is stolen in the first place. Okay. So if you're unlearned, if you're an amaretz, you might think land is actually stolen. So he's following along with, with, uh, with that assumption. So what? So listen to this. Vafilu hachi, even though he doesn't know, ka'asi balkarka v'shokal ara We said the original owner could come and take the land and the shvach. Okay? He could take the land and the gains, the extra $90,000. Okay? Um... Where am I? And you see from here that even we knas you. Now let's pause for a minute. I want to explain something. Why are we dealing with an Amaretz over here? What shaykh is to an Amaretz? What's that do with anything? So there's a very interesting halacha. We said, again, what's the case? Yaakov owned land. Ruvain stole the land, sold it to Shimon. Shimon paid him $10,000, put in $90,000. Okay. Yaakov now comes back to Shimon and he says, Shimon, I feel bad. Listen, I was in China the past three years. It's my land. Shimon gives him the land with all the improvements. And where's he going to collect the money? From the Ganav. Now, 
It's very interesting halacha. Very interesting halacha. It's, the halacha is that in general, if and I don't want to dwell on this too much. It is, a, it's, I, I would call it a shock halacha. If I improve your property, you have to pay me for it. Even though I improved it without your permission. Okay? If I improve your property, you need to pay me for it. Let's just take that as a premise. So, when Yaakov comes to Shimon, he says, Shimon, I'm sorry to tell you, I've been out of town. Should Shimon have just given him everything? And said, yeah, I'll go back to Ruvain and collect? Or really, the way it should have been, is that Shimon will say, okay, here's your property, but you owe me $90,000 for the improvements that I made. Right? That's what should have been, but he didn't. That's why the Gemara here says, we must be dealing with an Amaretz, somebody who's not so familiar with the Halachas. Therefore, Shimon just gave everything back to Yaakov, and now he's trying to collect from Reuven. Uh, huh? That doesn't make sense, what you're saying. What? It doesn't what? What you're saying, it does not make sense. Okay, why doesn't it make sense? Because if I have a claim, <laughs> I have a claim against the guy who improved the field. Who improved the field? Shimon, the buyer. Shimon, the buyer, is the one who improved the field. The original owner... And the original owner came to... Shimon, the one who improved the field and bought it. And he says, give it back. And Shimon just gave it to him. He could have charged him. Yeah, he has to. Shimon's going to say that... Fine, I'll give it back to you if mm-hmm. you give me the money. No, that, you can't say I'm giving it back. Right. That, that, that I improved. That's it. right. That's right. He's not going to give it back. Mm-hmm. Well, he'll, ta- he'll take it to Bezdin. And Bezdin will say, and give it back. Bezdin will say, Bezdin will say that XYZ, whoever the third party is, you, he'll say to Shimon, you have to give it back. But so-and-so... Re- will compensate you. Make up the That's right. But here he gave it back to him anyway. So Ami, they said, like, Maybe we're done with the, uh, Shimon, who's a Taman Chacham. And he knows, get ready for this, that Karka ain't an exelis. He knows that there's a halacha, that real estate can never be stolen. And therefore, since he's a Taman Chacham, get ready for this. If at any point he becomes aware that this was stolen land that he bought and he still makes improvements so then the improvements that he made was against halacha and we could even say that will knas you will knas you say you could be a learned ganif could be a learned ganif you know the halachas see very often it's actually like that right the more the more you know the more you think you know the more heterim you could kind of uh, finagle up uh, uh, figure out so again if the buyer Shimon did it b'shaygeg, maybe we're not going to knas anybody here. But if he did it b'mezid, we will knas him. Toshma, come and listen. Right? We said, the Mishnah says, if you give wool to somebody to dye, you say, please do it red, and he does it black. Or shachar, you ask him to make it black, and he does it red. Ramey, Ramey says, nice and light, the made samurai. 
you got to pay him the value of the wool as it is now. The made samrei in the value of wool. The made samrei v'shiv chaylai, but not the way it's improved. If we're going to say that even if you steal b'shayig, we do knas you. The made samrei v'shiv chaylai lemeisav leish. You have to give back the value of both. And we don't say that. Allah shmamina. Bottom line is, when do we to pay back in full? When he stole intentionally. If he steals unintentionally, then we're going to say you could give it to the original owner and say, according to Rav Meir, we'll say you could just give it back and say, behold, that which is yours is right in front of you and you do not need to pay if there's a change in value. That was the opinion again of Rav Meir who says you always need to give back the items that you took. What about Rabbi Huda? Rebuta said, Gezela Chayzeres Be'inel. However, you stole the animal, you give it back the way it is now. Incredible. So if I steal a pregnant cow, it's considered like I stole a cow. If I steal a sheep with wool, it's considered like I stole a sheep. And if it ends up being shorn or ends up giving birth, I just need to give back the sheep or the cow. I don't need to give back the baby. I don't need to give back the wool that was on the sheep at the time. Reb Shimon, I remember, Reb Shimon, had, Reb Shimon says, We look at the value at the time that you took it, and that's what you got to pay back. Says the Gemara, Okay? Now, um, ultimately, everybody agrees that you're paying back for that value. So, what's an afkamina? What's an afkamina? What's a practical afkamina between the two? Let's explain. What are you to hold? You give back the cow, the sheep, what about the calf? What about the wool? Do you have to give it back? No. So, but, but one second. So what are you going to do about that value? What are you going to do about the value? You, I'm asking you. You give them money. Nobody, nobody in their right mind is going to say, if you steal a pregnant cow that was worth $1,100 and it gives birth, now all I need to give back is an $800 cow. No one's going to say that. So if you're going to tell me that I don't need to give back the baby, that means I'm giving back the cow plus 300 bucks. You following me? That is Reb Shimon's opinion. That is Reb Yehuda's opinion. Reb Shimon says you give back value. Ask the Gemara, what's the practical difference between the two? What about shvach? What about gains? that are still on top of the animal itself. Things that are still connected to the animal. What, if, for example, uh, what does it mean? Says Rashi. Says Rashi. What if it happens the other way? It's like this. I didn't steal a pregnant cow. I stole a cow, and now I'm busted, but it's pregnant. I'm busted as a ganav, and the cops come to take the cow back for the owner, and the cow was pregnant. Can I say during the time that you own you held it? That's right. Or what if I stole a sheep with no wool on it and now they're coming to pay back and it's full of wool? Okay? So he says the Gemara, what do you do? Says Razvid, the Machlaikas is how to handle something that was stolen and now it appreciates. It appreciated right, and it's still connected to what that which I stole. So Rabbi Yehuda Savar, Rabbi Yehuda, who says you always pay back the value of the time that you stole it, he's going to say, it belongs to the original owner. Belongs to the original owner? Okay, yeah. Rabbi Shimon Savar, the Gazlan Have. Rabbi Shimon says, no, it's going to belong to the Gazlan himself. 
Well, I'll tell you why. Because you're the one who caused to go up in value. I didn't steal a pregnant cow from you. Huh? Oh, okay. Okay. Says, beautiful, 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 beautiful. Beautiful. Very good. If you're going to say, Shinoi enai kaina, then it all will still have belonged to the original owner. You have a problem. If you hold Shinoi is kaina, so now there's a change. And you could say there's a, there's an acquisition. Now, I'll, but I'll say, you should know that even according to either way, the, you could still say that the Ganav gets the appreciation the same way if you put mon- work into somebody else's field and it appreciates that you're going to, you could charge the guy for value. Okay? Why not? No, if you hold Shinoi, if you hold Shinoi's kaina, it became yours. That's only in terms of. That's only. <laughs> good, good. You're, we're getting lumped this year. Go ahead. Only in terms of. Um, what, uh, holding something and you give it back, you keep it, whatever, the change of. Of the thing. Yeah. But if, if the item appreciates during the time that you're holding it, if the item is yours to, 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 to it's changed, now it's yours. Change doesn't make it yours. Yes. No. Shinoi is kinda. If you hold Shinoi is kinda, then it's yours. If you hold Shinoi is not kinda, then you have a good point. But if you're going to say that change does give you an acquisition, so now I stole a cow, the cow is now pregnant. Did it change? Yeah. So it's mine. So why am I giving it back the cow? Because the Torah says, You return the item that you stole. So, but I as a robber could say to the owner, I have to give you back the item, but guess what? You'll have to pay me for any appreciation. So if now I stole a cow that was worth 800 bucks, I'm giving you back a cow that's now worth $1,100. Guess what? Here's your pregnant cow and uh, pay me 300 bucks. Who'll have to pay? That's that, that's that approach. Okay? The Rav Papa says, the that any improvements still belong to the Gazlan. Here they're arguing whether or not the Ganav could, uh, what percentage he could take. He'll say any Shvach al Gabi Gzela. Anytime you have a gain that's still connected to the animal, it's considered part, uh, it's still um, considered the Gazlans. It's only whatever percentage went up in value that the Gazlan takes. In other words, this, this seems like a lot, but it's not. I'll tell you the Lumdus. Rabiel led us into this Lumdus with his question. And that is, I steal a cow. I'm caught when it's now pregnant. How do you view the fetus? Do I view it like it's part of the cow? And it's just a cow with more value? Or do I say that no, it's posh not part of the cow? And if the robber owns like the fetus that's inside the cow, there's like quarters to the cow. You could, you could, you could, you could be kind of parts of the cow. So that's another way to explain that it's a machlekes. Okay? Tanah, we learned in the Mishnah. Again, remember, it's all attached. 
It's all connected. The, the, the cow is inside. If it would be detached gains, everybody would agree that's okay. So again, if I were to steal a cow and the cow works for me, and then I'm caught, I don't need to give any value that I gained from the cow to the original owner because it's detached. Separate thing. Separate thing. But now that it's in the cow, so that, there we go this conversation. Time we learned in the Mishnah. If I steal a cow, it becomes pregnant and it has a baby. Let's say, again, listen to this. What was our case? I steal a cow and it becomes pregnant. What happens if I steal a cow, it becomes pregnant, has a baby, and then I'm caught? Can I keep the baby? Yes. It's a detached, right? It's now detached from the cow. So I stole a cow that's not pregnant. A year later, I'm returning a cow that's not pregnant. I happen to have earned a baby from the theft. Or I steal a sheep. Was there any wool on the sheep? No. Now it gets a lot of wool. I shear it. And then I'm caught. I don't need to give back the value of the baby or the wool. I got to pay back just the, from the time that I stole it. Yolda in, it says, if you, if, it seems to imply like this. Why did that Brysa say, if you steal a cow, it becomes pregnant, gives birth, then you can keep it. That seems to imply, let's say it's still pregnant. You cannot keep it. Aha, so that's what I was going to hop over here. Yolda, it seems to imply, if the cow gave birth, then the robber could keep it. La Yolda, but it seems to imply, let's say the cow is currently pregnant. Hadrabine, you got to give it back, even though it's a fully pregnant cow. This makes sense. Who says that when there's a gains that's still connected to that which you stole, we follow Shitas Rabbi Yehuda. Therefore, Hamani Rabbi Yehuda, this is authored by Rabbi Yehuda. Of Papa Damar the Gazlan, who have a of Papa, who says that if you have something that's connected to the cow, it belongs to the thief. I don't understand. Why'd you tell me it gives birth then? Hamani like Rabbi Yehuda like Rabbi Shimon. This is not following either the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda or Rabbi Shimon. It's a question on it's a question on Rav Papa. It's the Gemara. I'm like Rav Papa. Rav Papa will respond to you. Who No, we don't say you only pay. They only don't pay when it gives birth. You know, even when it's pregnant, you don't give birth. Why do we say when it gives birth? I did the Nasev Reishi Yolda since the beginning of that Brisa was discussing a case where the animal gave birth. Nasev Seifanami Yolda. But Allah really would be the same that either way it could be the robber would keep the value of the fetus even if it is currently pregnant. And not only do we not have a question on Rav Papa, we have a Brisa bringing a proof to Rav Papa or Rav Shimon Aymer with the Brisa says the name of Rav Shimon, right? We view it as its value in cash as if it's in front of him in a half, quarter, thirds. Again, what's that referring to? Whether you could own parts and percentages of the animal. Amar Ravashi, Ravashi says, When we were in front of Kahana, we asked him a question. When we take it away from him to, uh, to pay up, is, do we do this with money? I don't mean or do we take from the meat of the cow? Okay, so in other words, do we say if somebody was if somebody um, had an animal stolen from him, do we say that he now sells the pregnant cow or or the baby and he has to give back a value, or do we say that he mamish has to give 
part of the calf itself. Upashtina, we answered, the three people who we evaluate the improvements, but we pay through value. A firstborn pays the value to, uh, if, if he, uh, in a simple case, where, where uh, if, uh, if uh, you have a Bukhar, if you have a firstborn son, and then you have a, a second son, and the firstborn son adds improvements to the land that they're going to take possession of. So he just has to give him cash, not land. And therefore, we have a starka answer. We have, uh, we have a good answer. Okay, we'll hold it here for today. We're going to pick up with Amr Ravina Laravashi. It's really a, a new topic. We'll pick, we'll pick it up uh, from here. Bez Hashem tomorrow, 6 o'clock, hopefully from Yerushalayim. Have a wonderful, wonderful evening. Chabar.